Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is a horned demon lady who will kill you if you take off your shoes, Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Oh, tonight we're going to be talking about a movie that I think really reiterates Mars's point. Shoes stay on. You wear shoes. Shoes stay on your feet. Even in the water. Keep them on. Right? Yep. So we're going to be reviewing a movie called Prey from 2019. And uh, it's a movie that makes me want to remind everyone they really should watch Sweetheart. That's a good movie. Yeah. 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 I actually had that same thought. Watching <laughs> it, so it's like, oh. It's, it, I mean, it's kind of almost unfair to Prey because I just kept comparing the two. Yeah. You know, and I am such a huge fan of that other movie that kind of anything else is not going to compare. So to, to just caveat that for those out in case the director or someone is listening and the writer is listening. Uh, I know. Well, I also kept comparing it to Sweetheart and I kept having to remind myself, no, no, this is a completely different movie. This is not trying to be Sweetheart. Stop trying to make it be Sweetheart. Yes. You know, so. It's crazy, though. They came out the same year. That is crazy. And they're both Bloomhouse films. Oh, maybe they tried to make one with a girl and one with a boy and yeah what we got i don't know it's like when you can play you can pick your gender in a video game yeah <laughs> <laughs> and this movie actually reminded me a lot of a video game oh really i mean yeah there's a part where he's looking around and the camera like is like zoom in on the gas can <laughs> oh, i yeah. was like well that's gonna be important later but also it's very much a video game trope you know yeah so yeah, yeah. when he has to do his fetch mission to get the <laughs> the the but we're getting ahead of ourselves anyway yeah. so what have you been up to mars what's going on with you honestly not a whole lot <laughs> okay i mean that's same fair. same old same old yeah yeah which you know i guess if it's just an even keel it's not bad i, I mean yeah especially considering it could be much worse it could be i mean you are in portland which is amazing but has not been the best lately i am on the outskirts ah so. that's the key right there yeah you don't go downtown <laughs> oh fuck so grim all right let's not talk about that let's talk about fictional horror which is much warmer fuzzier makes me happy. <laughs> much more comfortable yeah okay i don't really have a warm question planned but this is sort of spur of the moment i go on the horror reddit all the time because i'm a horror fan i like to see what people are watching what they're thinking maybe get some recommendations but i saw one on there there was a redditor who was talking about how horror is helping them get through the pandemic that there's something that is comforting about fictional horror that allows them to be like, okay, you know, compartmentalize my real life horror and just be in this moment with this horror movie that is safe. And then there were people kind of going back and forth like, oh, I really, I, I'm still in here, but I really miss horror. Now all I can watch is comedies because I can't deal with it. And I want you to know if you, if horror is being helpful for you and if so, why, or if it's not, why, I don't know. I mean, I it hasn't really changed for okay. me. I don't know. That's I still watch a healthy number of horror movies and a healthy number of other stuff, depending on where my cycles take me mm-hmm. in all of my different streaming services. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we had talked about how horror fans were reacting differently and possibly in a more wise yeah. way to this pandemic when it first started because we'd all watched a lot of movies about pandemics. Yeah. And so I don't know if it was that we believed it more or if we were just like, well, you know, <laughs> may as well just stay inside. Right. And whereas people who weren't exposed to that through movies were a little bit 
slower on the uptake, I guess. Yeah. But as far as finding it like a comfort to watch extremely fake horror as compared to the real horrors that are happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess so. There's a level of comfort in there because I'm watching that. I'm like, well, I mean, at least it's not that. (laughs) Right. You're not being stalked by a a horned demon trying to like swallow your soul. Yeah, that's true. At least I'm not trapped in the the basement and the divide. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I thank whoever you believe in up in the sky for that every day. (laughs) Oh God, that movie. Pandemic or no. (laughs) Everything is like, at least we're not there. So freaking grim, man. Yeah. I don't know. I think at first I had a harder time watching anything with stakes at all because I was already Mm -hmm. so just sort of overstimulated. But as I have compartmentalized and completely blocked off the part of my brain that knows that things are happening outside of my bubble i'm back into enjoying horror but for a while i couldn't finish anything i used to have five half-read books that the minute the tension turned up i was like oh nope nope can't do it (laughs) bye-bye so that's fine i'll return to them at some point but yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i was self-medicating with happy stuff but i finally feel back to where i'm i'm enjoying horror and able to deal with tension yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. So, Mars, do me a solid and tell our listeners, in case they're here for the first time, what our spoiler policy is. We are about to spoil this entire movie. So if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it without us talking about it, then you should go watch it now and then come back. There is a little bit of a twisty twist. So, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing, I think, yeah. to go watch it unspoiled. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, you know, but this is your warning to jump out now if you need to watch it first. <laughs> It's available on Prime for free. Put it in your eyeballs and come on back. Yep. All right. Awesome. So we're going to get to review next. But before that, really quickly, let's hear a little message from our buddies over at the Here's Johnny podcast. Tales of giant monsters are as old as tales themselves. What makes those stories fit into the kaiju genre and just how scary can they be? Larry and Justin are pursuing this very knowledge on the Here's Johnny podcast, a horror show that arrives every week. Just like your favorite radio drama, but instantly through forbidden sciences known as Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. There are a ton of kaiju out there to learn about. Just listen to your local emergency officials and stay out of their paths. Wait, say that again? Uh, sorry, folks, I'm getting a message from our staff. Uh, folks, we're getting reports that a massive creature has just risen off the coast of this station and is heading this way. Please follow evacuation protocol and... Listen to the Here's Johnny podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Awesome. Okay, so, Mars. Now, this is a you picked. You picked Prey. Tell me how and why this one came to be. I found it just browsing Amazon Prime, and I had added it to my list a while ago, and I just hadn't really gotten to it. And the reason why I added it was because the trailer was confusing i think i found this at around the same time that i found mermaid down and so it was just sort of a trail of movies that were just interesting enough that i was like i have no idea if this is going to be good or not but i i want to find out so i had added it and then kind of forgot about it and just never got around to it and then uh when you when i 
was trying to come up with a movie for this episode, stumbled across it again and thought, well, you know, I don't know. It's one of those movies that feels like it's right on the cusp of it's mm-hmm. either going to be really good or really bad because it's three and a half stars on Amazon, which is really that cusp area. Yeah. The trailer's kind of, mm, I don't know. If this trailer is showing all the best parts of the movie, this is not going to be a good movie. But if it is just showing parts of a movie, maybe it could be good. So, you know, I thought I'd challenge us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's good for us to kind of to just sort of i mean because there's all this stuff that's on prime and netflix and you're just kind of like is it worth my time yes yeah. no we take that bullet for you we find out so yeah i think it's good i think it's good to go off the the beaten path plus i think i've kind of been on a roll for choosing questionable movies that, why break uh, the streak yeah right <laughs> that's okay i think uh when we get to the end i may have been uh inspired by you to Ooh. select something a little off the beaten path it could be so oh. bad. We don't know. We don't know. But we'll I like taking the chance. Me though. too. I kind of feel like I'm rolling the dice. There were some <laughs> obvious, like easy choices. So I was like, that'll definitely be good. Or I could select this one that could be a train wreck, but it could be a hidden gem. So, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, <laughs> back to the current episode. All right. So, Prey came out in 2019. It was released by Bloomhouse. It's directed by Frank Calfoon, who is a French film director and screenwriter who is most known for his previous films p2 which is the one about the woman trapped in the parking building or whatever oh, right mm-hmm. and the remake of maniac which is apparently i have not seen it but it is supposed to be super super gruesome so i was like oh damn what am i getting myself into here spoiler <laughs> alert not really that gruesome unless you don't like animal violence because there's plenty oh. of that as well as he he did one of the amityville films amityville the awakening and Wrong Turn at Tahoe, which I've never heard oh of. Oh my god. Yeah. I've never seen it, but it's one of those things where it's like, Wrong Turn's pretty good. I like Wrong Turn. But it's one of those movies that they make sequels to, and you're just like, oof. Yeah. You maybe should have just stuck at the one. Yeah. Same with Amityville. Oof. Yeah. Probably yeah, especially when you start, one. when they keep the original title and then just add some sort of Yeah, it's like Amityville in space. You're like, no, it right? doesn't like, work. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. I tried to look up some stuff about this movie and I don't know that they did a lot of PR for it because I couldn't find interviews of him or any real details about the production of the movie except for it was shot in Malaysia. So You know, I had a feeling watching this, I was like, I feel like Rachel's probably not going to be able to find very much on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It was just a feeling I had that this one probably was one of something that was made and released and was like, and it'll do how it does. Yeah, I think that's kind of what happened because normally you can find one or two interviews and, you know, the, the all everybody asks the same dang questions. He gives the same dang answers. But in this case, there was nothing. I couldn't find anything. Interesting. So, yeah, this one is very much hidden. We'll, just, we'll, we'll debate whether or not it's a gym, but it's definitely mm-hmm. hidden. <laughs> yep, yep. Awesome. Okay, so that's it for production notes. Mars, tell me about this movie. So, I mean, right off the bat, I'm going to have to say that I was not disappointed by this movie at all. And I have to say that because the opening credits is actually where I first was like, okay, all right, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Because the opening credits is a series of polaroid photograph showing a white missionary family who has gone to a tropical place Mm -hmm. you know we find out later it's a it's a malaysia and it's an island in malaysia but in these photos it's just you know it's the typical standard story of a white missionary husband and wife and their daughter who go to this place to try to teach the locals about christianity and then it just goes so horribly awry Mm mm-hmm 
which is just one of those really creepy stories that, you know, as especially told through these Polaroids, yes. I thought it was pretty effective to watch it happen through these Polaroid photos. Yeah, I love the Polaroid photos. This yeah. Is, this might be my favorite part of the movie, to be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> Only because I think it is the most effectively eerie. Yeah, I mean, I think the big, this movie, no matter how we decide it ends, yeah. no matter what our feelings are, I feel like it starts out real strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This opening credit scene is really effective, and then the very first scene is Toby, the main char- our main character, doing his typical American teenager thing where he's just kind of on his phone and he doesn't want to do stuff with his dad, and his dad wants to work on this classic car with him, and he doesn't want to go. And while the dad's out there working on the car, he gets stabbed. He gets attacked by people in masks. Yeah. And they steal his car and he dies. Yep. So these two things happening back to back, I was kind of like, okay, all right, I'm on board. I'm in. Because that's a strong way to start this movie. I don't know that it necessarily maintains that kind of intensity throughout the movie, but, you know, it's a strong start. And I was impressed by that myself. Like I said, I really love the opening credit scene. I love the mystery of it. I like the way that you get this little narrative through these flashing Polaroids and you get a little bit of the mythology, just enough hints to be compelling and suck you in. So I really love that. The sequence of events that happen in this opening scene, I think are interesting, but I felt like the acting was a little rough. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. Good, good, good. Uh, And I weirdly feel like this movie looks pretty great, but I felt Mm -hmm. like this opening scene between the acting and the house looking very much like a st- oh it looked like a student film yeah yeah okay okay see i'm glad to know that you're on the same page with me and i was just like uh uh oh which is why it's kind of surprising because as soon as we get out into the world this movie starts looking pretty great yeah no this this opening scene in the living room looks like a student film and the quality of the audio mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of a student film yes so i kind of thought like okay well Maybe this is going to be, and I mean, like like you said, it doesn't maintain that kind of aesthetic throughout the rest of the no. film. So I don't know what that was. The but, problem you is, know. is that we keep throughout the movie flashing back to this early, these early scenes. Even later when we have, you know, him as a little kid starting the car, that's at the very end, I know. It's, it's like a, a different movie. Yeah. Because then we, like I said, we get outside and suddenly we've got these beautiful wide shots of these beaches and oceans and you know beautiful foliage everywhere but for some reason this early scene i was like uh uh, uh. i had the opposite reaction i went uh oh and then it got oh, then, really? <laughs> then i warmed up then i warmed up but i yeah i had chosen to kind of ignore those aspects of fair, it and just fair. accepted that <laughs> and it was more so that i was just like wow we're just i mean i was expecting to get into uh i really thought it was going to be like oh well toby's forced to do this outward bound type program because his parents are like you're mm. lazy you know so the fact that we started off with murder i was kind of like yeah, all right that's fair yeah, that is fair play. and i do like this one we talked about where the movie just like gets into it yeah. we get this scene and then boom 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 and we're on the boat you know right yeah exactly we don't need to watch him being a slacker to understand that he's a slacker right, right. we don't need to watch him being lazy to understand that he's lazy we got that pretty quickly mm-hmm. and i understand yes gotcha and it also, you know, that opening sequence with the Polaroids was also nice that we didn't get that information as an information dump later. Yes. We get an explanation of how we got mm-hmm. to that burned down church, but we didn't have the whole story being told to us. Oh, you great. Know? Absolutely And agree. so I thought it was not only effective, but also really helpful in that we didn't have to sit through. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, like, okay. 
it just I, yeah i love the storytelling in those photos at first you're just half watching you're like oh yeah missionaries whatever and then all of a sudden there's one photo where someone looks a little sinister and you're like oh wait excuse me yeah hello hello there you have my attention continue and then it just goes downhill and you get that weird symbol and i was like yes yep i'm in yep Yep. you got me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyway toby finds his dad stabbed in the driveway his dad dies from injuries and toby ends up in sort of like a therapy session where his therapist is telling him that he should do this I hate that they called it the Lost and Found program, but whatever yeah. details. They called I mean, it the Lost and Found program where kids who are having issues have to go out and be in in, in nature, which is a, a standard kind of program for that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just didn't. I hated the, the name of it, yeah. but that's just being picky. I mean, yeah, definitely. I don't know if that's supposed to feel like, if that's supposed to be like thematic. There's this lost family on this island kind of thing. I don't know, but I will tell you. I'd be pissed as a parent if I found out what they did to your kids on this. <laughs> right. Like he gets a concussion and then they're like, off on your way to, you know, deaf beach. Enjoy by yourself. Here's a tarp. And I know that they talked about like, oh, now that we're at the end of the week or two weeks or whatever. So I know that he's, this isn't day one, right? Where they're leaving him alone for two, three days or whatever on this island. But all I could think was, I know we didn't talk about what they've been doing for the last two weeks, but I hope to God it was survival skills because I hope it wasn't touring the countryside from a Jeep. And now you have to live alone on an island for three days because that's how people die. Right. Apparently he overslept through the class where you're not supposed to eat beach clams. Oh God! <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I did rewatch a couple of times and cackle uh, at the scene where he gets hit in the head with the the boom and goes just <laughs> pinwheeling off of the yeah, boat. I, I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> that seems intense." Yeah, and then he didn't even have like a bruise afterwards. I was a little irritated. And they by just that. threw him on the. That's why I was like, "Really?" He, the kid just. He got a concussion. <laughs> You're really going to put yeah. him on the beach? You know, that was a freaking solid hit. That should have killed him. And you're <laughs> just like, shake it off, kid. <laughs> no, go survive. Right? Anyway, Toby's on a boat. He gets hit by a boom. I found it hilarious. But the whole thing is that these kids are getting dropped off at different islands to survive for three days on their own. And it's supposed to be like a self-discovery kind of thing, even though that seems real freaking intense for teenagers these aren't even people that should be camping by themselves in normal circumstances let alone on tropical islands that are secluded and they weren't given like oh here's your walkie-talkie in case things go wrong or whatever it was like here's your single flare good luck to you and it's full of venomous snakes (laughs) thieving monkeys and yeah and also a beach demon but you know they didn't know about that part i'll give them that right but it's like (laughs) you're either your parents hate you or someone lied to them in the brochure yeah. because this is definitely not standard procedure i feel i feel like the most realistic thing about this movie is how totally unprepared and how immediately he fucks everything up i know because that is what would happen if you just threw a teenager on the beach with you know a piece of plastic and a flare yeah right i'm like good luck to you <laughs> hopefully i'll see you in three days right <laughs> well we'll see yeah. So Toby gets dropped off alone. I did really like the scene where he's talking to himself while setting up his tent and then tries to high-five himself. Oh, bless his heart. I thought that was funny. I know. But he, like you said, just immediately fucks everything up. 
and gets his food stolen for it by a monkey mm-hmm. and he builds his camp far too close to the tide also very realistic as someone who has had their food stolen by monkeys <laughs> that is the thing they do they will they will distract you with their little friends and then the other little friend will sneak around back and steal your food i know because i have it it happened to me i watched a monkey eat my my potato chips up in a tree once have you seen the video of the monkeys who steal cocktails no resorts yeah, I can't remember what beach resort this is, but there's some beach resort where these monkeys will tag team like that to steal cocktails mm-hmm. that people leave on. Hilarious. Whatever. And then they get drunk and then they're just like stumble monkey around. And I know that shouldn't be funny because alcohol isn't good for anyone, but especially not tiny monkeys. But it's just funny that they've learned like, ooh, yeah, I'm into that monkeys margarita. Monkeys party. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't even imagine. They're probably hilarious and cute, but also like. Yeah, I wonder if they have sad lives and they have monkey AA. Monkey <laughs> just sitting up in their tree, sad monkey smoking their cigarette the next morning, just like my wife left me. Oh no, <laughs> my daughter won't speak to me, and I can't get myself out of the gutter. Oh my god, rock bottom, monkey rock bottom. I, I feel weird that I just try to imitate alcoholic monkey. Like <laughs> that just came so naturally to me. I feel like maybe a short story needs to come out of alcoholic monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Where were we? Okay. Also, uh, I say I called dibs on that for a band name. Just saying. alcoholic monkey. Yep. Yeah that that mm-hmm. has good early two thousand like ska band. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You could have a zoot suit riot to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my whole life just lit up. Okay. So, <laughs> speaking of monkeys. They steal his food, but he starts exploring. He's exploring the island, and he finds a really grotesquely dead monkey, which is pretty gross. Yep, yep, yep. He tries to light a fire, and he, like, hurts himself while he's doing the the flint and spark thing. Yep. And throws it into the ocean, and immediately is like, oh, great survival skills, Toby, because he threw his fire maker into the water. When he goes in after it, he steps on a bunch of shells and just ugh, cuts his feet up. Mm-hmm. It's so upsetting and then through camera view we find out that it's a bunch of shells that have attached themselves to one of what looks like one of the masks that the locals were wearing in the polaroids did you think he had summoned something with it i did because i was like no you're not supposed to bleed on stuff like that yeah turns out he never had a chance but i totally thought that was the summoning moment yeah, me too. Me too. Especially the way we looked at his blood in the water. Yeah. Yeah, I also thought, that's it. It's tasted your blood. Yep. Now it wants you. <laughs> he, once back on shore, he tries to eat some of the clams that he found and just immediately gets food poisoning, which is just the worst moment ever to find out you're not alone on the island is when you are puking and shitting yourself. Yeah. Just the noises. The noises. The noises that poor kid was making. Food poisoning is bad enough, but to have to be outside 100% of the time with food poisoning and then also be hearing things in the woods, yeah, that's a sad day. I mean, I feel like that is what would freaking happen, man. Have you ever yeah. been to a rainforest? That place is beautiful and fucking terrifying. Well, and all I could think was, you know where I don't want to be physically ill and pooping yeah. all the time? It's someplace that's humid. Oh, dude. Clammy cheeks. Yep. Oh, forever unclean forever unclean (laughs) (laughs) oh see this is why the listeners come it's for these it's for these insights you won't you're not gonna find them on you know 
last house on the left. <laughs> no, you might make it off that island. You might go home and you might recover from the food poisoning, but your your mind is forever unclean by the memory right. of what it feels like I to guarantee poop yourself you, in humidity. If you pooped yourself in humidity, that would be the thing that you have midnight anxiety about. You know how like, you have yeah. that, sl- that slideshow in your brain that doesn't let you sleep? Right at the tippy top would be humidity pooping. Oh my god. <laughs> Just immediately, I feel like I would just immediately break into full sweats again because you just remember the level yeah. of humidity mm-hmm. and the level of what your body was covering. <laughs> it's so sad. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so he's stumbling out in the woods just having a terrible, awful time. And this is the first time we see that he's not alone on the island. And it was honestly a creepy moment for me when that person just kind of runs by behind him yes. silently. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of honestly creepy moments in this movie more than i was expecting this is why i think i went into this with really low Mm -hmm. expectations and that's why i have a higher opinion of it than maybe if i had been expecting average Mm -hmm. because i was honestly expecting something really bad so when i was actually creeped out by some of the things that happened in this movie i was really impressed yeah because i just wasn't expecting to be creeped out at all what it has in its favor is that the silhouette of the monster is pretty great yeah i would argue when we actually see it in full light it's not as impressive but when it's just Mm -hmm. creeping around at the periphery or you just get the blue eyes that oh the blue eyes are creepy yeah that i'm on board with that is definitely creepy because we're in urban legend territory which always i enjoy like a creepy pasta about an urban legend Mm -hmm. yes please yeah okay so when he wakes up uh he finds these coconuts next to him that have been cut open for him already and there's a pretty girl out in the water sifting through sand i don't really know what she's looking for but that's fine she has her hobbies and i have mine (laughs) well when he first woke up and there was the very neatly opened coconuts next to him i was like what is happening (laughs) is this (laughs) i didn't have the thought at the time but now i'm wondering what if this had just turned into jungle baba duke where he's a monster but he just wants friends (laughs) oh he's just lonely baba duke (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) let me blow your mind okay so the girl do you recognize the girl from this movie she looked familiar to me, but I couldn't place why, and I didn't look her up. Okay, good. That's fun when you don't know, because then I can tell you. She played Fion in Apostle. <gasps> yes! Oh! <laughs> Whoa! So it was a little bit of a stretch for me to be like, this is the island girl? <laughs> this is our feral island girl? Because all I could see was Fion. Whoa! Right? That's crazy. I know. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay. okay. Sorry. 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 Okay. Go ahead. So she's she's in the water tempting him as he's straight creeping after her. Creep, yep. creep, creep. Looking at her yep. through the trees. Following her around, which I was in this, at this part, I was kind of like, there's no way she doesn't know he's there because she lives in the jungle. She knows how to move silently through the jungle. And that kid is obviously just crushing everything that he steps oh, on. But 100%. Yeah. But at one point he kind of pops out of the trees and she's facing him with a big old knife. But it turns out that she's hunting a boar of some sort. It was really small to be a boar, but some sort of wild pig, whatever, you know. And she just kind of tells him to follow her. And I thought, I also was like the moment where he was like, do you have food? I could use some food. And all she does is just kind of lift the dead pig (laughs) while she's just walking away. And he's like, oh, okay. They go to this sort of hut this islandy hut by a dam that she tells him the missionaries built where she cooks and they eat the boar 
Toby still has not, I mean, he still thinks that she's there because there's a town nearby or something, you know, because she hasn't really necessarily told him that she and her mom are the only ones on the island or whatever. And so I understand where he would be like, clearly there's a village of some sort, right? Right. And she's also wearing manufactured clothing. She's not wearing skins or whatever. And so, you know, anyway. That look relatively clean and like they fit. Yeah, yeah, and this is, I, I mean, it comes up more often later on in the movie, but I do like that every time she goes to see him, she wears something that's a manufactured clothing, but every time we see her with her mom, it's all the skins and the, Ooh, you know, I hadn't noticed that. Stuff. That's a good point. Now that you say that, I'm thinking back to that conversation in the other house, and she does have something different on. Yeah, oh. and then when he, she tells him, go to the beach and I'll meet you, and she meets him and she's wearing the manufactured clothing again, and yeah. so I'm like, oh, that's cute. She's trying to put on her, nor- you know, her nice clothes for right. him. Anyway, so she tells him that the jungle is dangerous, the island is dangerous, and he needs to stay by the fire because the snakes don't like the fire. Shortly after decapitating a snake, and she walks away telling him that she needs to go home, but he needs to stay by the fire, and she tells him her name is Madeline, and then we get that cool shot of the snake head still moving because... That was cool. (laughs) And also creepy. So he, Toby tries to stay by the fire and I don't know, it just seemed, it was even more so like, this kid is struggling. This kid is struggling because he can't keep the fire going and he's freezing and yet he somehow took his, like for some reason took his shirt off. I don't know. I was very confused. More nightmares about his father. We've kind of had a lot of moments where things remind him of things about his dad or things about that night um, and sort of flashbacks. So I'll just say once that this happens throughout the movie. I don't remember exactly where they all happen. And it's just sort of just it's just so that we get more of a picture of what his relationship with his dad was and, you know, things that happened that night. Yeah. He also gets stalked by something with horns in the woods. Before we get a full reveal of the monster or, you know, even the the mom's costume or whatever, a lot of that in the jungle stuff was super creepy. Mm -hmm. When he's being stalked stalked by this thing in the woods and it's one of those shots where she's holding so still that you almost don't see her until yes. she moves mm-hmm. yeah yeah those always work for me i know whether it's a horned demon monster in the jungle an alien in a cornfield whatever the case may be or the bastard son of loki yes it always it always works i think mm-hmm. it's something evolutionary in our brain you know what i mean to see something yeah. that's so camouflaged and then moves you're just like oh no that's definitely danger or, like, that was a lot closer to me than I yeah. realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it can hide in plain sight. <sighs> that is a yeah. very threatening thing. Like I said, I think it's like a lizard brain thing. Because anytime that happens in a movie, I'm always like, ah! Yep, yep, yep. So we get one of those movies in this, and of course it scared the shit out of me. But, again, which is like, when things are actually creepy or scary, I was like, alright, okay. I underestimated you, movie. <laughs> right. The next morning, Madeline comes back, and she's making eggs... And it was funny when he was like, are those chicken eggs? And she was just kind of like, you're funny. Where do you, do you think these are chicken eggs? And she notices that he's cut his, she's got, he's got a cut on his foot, which made me very upset because I knew that was going to follow with her touching his foot. And and it it did. did. There's a lot of foot stuff. I'm sorry. Here's the thing is this movie really had a little something terrible for everyone. It had feet. It had spiders. It had animal violence everybody was having a bad time (laughs) yeah the only thing is is that ever since was it don't knock twice where she dug into her foot to get the foot blood to write the message so ever since i saw that forgot that i saw that and then was harshly reminded that i saw that all of their foot stuff is kind of uh not as bad in comparison really i've seen a person dig into a hole in her own foot in order to leave it if it had been blood from any other part of her body i would have been more okay than it being foot blood right 
I guess you're right. You did also survive revenge, which had which had foot foot blood oh, digging. Yeah. To me, that's uh, that yeah. one. To me, was the brutal, most brutal foot thing. Yeah, um, that one was worse. That one was way worse. That one was way worse. Oh my god, I'm seeing it again in my mind. God. See, we started this podcast because we thought it would be a fun way to keep in touch, but it turns out it was really just exposure therapy for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so anyway, this while this foot wound stuff was not my absolute favorite, especially just the part where she's touching it was not seductively a little bit just the part where she was holding his toe and then Uh, did you notice that the next thing she touched was his mouth oh god no (laughs) (laughs) i hadn't thought about it that way oh ftm dude foot to mouth that's a foot that's been in a shoe without a sock for a couple of days an old musty what what shoe in a humid environment Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Great. <laughs> so the benefit of this scene is that we learn about this special berry that Madeline tells him is something that we only take when we want to go to sleep because it has numbing agents in it. And again, we get a foot to mouth moment. Yes. FTM. God damn. <laughs> And then we get a montage of the next day where she's teaching him survivalist things and also they're getting kind of flirty. And I didn't realize how much time had passed that he'd been on this island, right? When he meets up with his friend again towards the end and the friend makes a very apt comment where he's like, what, six days on the island and you're Rambo now? Because I had very similar (laughs) thoughts this whole time. (laughs) Because he went from being completely useless, and then after spending one day of watching her do stuff, or what seemed like a day, I mean, it is one day, because then she leaves him that night and tells him she can't, he can't follow her, and he needs to stay by the beach and all this and whatever. But anyway, so it's one day, and then all of a sudden he's setting up booby traps and building real shelters. Which, by the way, she didn't even show him how to make that trap, he just saw it. Yeah, he just saw them, you know, and I like, and I know there are people who are like that, yeah. who have that kind of engineer brain where they can see something and figure it out, but he has done nothing up until this point to make us even believe that he's capable of that, right? Right. So it's not like we have hints that are like, oh, he's actually really observant or really smart mm-hmm. or he's got, you know, this kind of mechanical puzzly brain. It was just when they needed him to be able to build booby traps, he was able to build booby traps. But anyway, she takes him to sort of, uh, it looks like one of those trees that has the above ground root systems that actually leads into a cave. And she tells him that he's never allowed to go in there because his her mother will kill him if she finds out that he's on the island Mm -hmm. and it's surrounded by all these really creepy bone bits and skulls and things like that Mm -hmm. and he's is this the point where he tries to tell her that he's leaving yeah so he tries to tell her that he's leaving the next day because you know and like i think most teenagers they've spent 10 hours together and he tries to tell her that he's leaving and she's like you were gonna leave and you weren't gonna tell me and i was like you guys met this morning essentially you know but don't you remember when you used to feel things like that i know and i actually a little bit watched that and was like i I remember when i used to feel things like that i mean i know what some of it is just you're so full of hormones when you're that age that everything feels so intense but i just feel like as you get older someone just turns the the only thing i feel that intensely anymore is anxiety (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you it's working overtime (laughs) and he i mean he is also the only boy she's ever Ever, right yeah so i I, you know her flirt game is strong for someone that's never seen a boy i know she and she like accepted this 
quickly. She wasn't like, oh my God, what are you? You're such a strange looking girl. You know, she was just yeah. like, oh, a boy. But I mean, I think we, as we go on, we figure out she maybe had been watching him for a hot minute. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then she had to go put and... on. So she had to go put on her coochie cutters before she met him. <laughs> God, that's such a gross phrase. Okay, sorry. Yeah, thanks for that. You're welcome. Foot to mouth. Foot to mouth. <laughs> oh, great. So she she leaves him, and he goes back to the beach, I guess. But um, anyway, so Kay, the woman who's the adult who has abandoned several teenagers <laughs> on uninhabited Malaysian islands, as you do, as you do. <laughs> Yeah, and and was paid to do so, which is strange. But she returns to find Toby at what is dawn, but what I thought was evening, because it just, that's the way the timeline felt, so I got a little confused, but I understand now that it was dawn. Mm -hmm. The crack of dawn! Yeah, Kay returns. Uh, she had heard Toby yelling from the island. This is why I got confused on the timeline, because she heard Toby yelling, and that was as evening was setting, right? And then very next, because it's when Madeline was leaving him to go home for the night, and then the very next scene is Kay arriving to the island in the same quality of light. So that's why I got confused about where the time was. Maybe there's a scene cut there? Because that's maybe. what I thought. I was like, yelling? Who was yelling? Well, because he yells Madeline right. as she storms off, and that's what Kay hears. Right. I, I suspect there's maybe another chase scene or something that ah. got cut. Or something, Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Kay arrives at the island to try to find Toby. Can't find him. I'm like, yeah, that scene with the where the creature gets her flashlight mm -hmm. and is oh, and is just toying with her. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. So creepy. And yeah. this is also the blue eyes scene, yeah. which was super creepy. And the first time we see the hand with the long black fingernails. Mm -hmm. This is one of those monsters that is super, super creepy when you just see parts and then when you get yeah. kind of a really full visual of it it's not as scary anymore but anyway so we get parts and it's really creepy god the blue eyes just really stuck with me that was really cool yeah it comes back to that weird lizard brain thing the eye shine in the night is mm -hmm. something that just works yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so Kay gets killed by the creature toby wakes up and realizes that it's it's far past the crack of dawn and he doesn't know where Kay is so he goes down to the water and he starts seeing debris floating in the water and he swims out around a boat to see that the actual or around the rocks to see that the actual boat has capsized so not even Kay's little inflatable raft yeah. that she takes to get from the boat to the to the shore but the actual like full-on boat he also witnesses madeline's mother swimming away from the boat with some of Kay's stuff so toby swims out to the boat dives under and finds Kay's corpse but it does not look very much like someone who died of drowning it looks like someone who died in the rain yeah totally comes out. yes yeah yes yes yeah. yes i mean it was shocking and creepy and i see why they went that way but you're right i don't think anyone's gonna buy that to drowning right yeah that's not i don't think so so he almost gets trapped in the boat as it sinks but he escapes so he heads back into the jungle where he finds the flashlight and he decides to go look for madeline so he goes down into that that forbidden cave yes and we get some creepy behind him shadow movement he drops his flashlight and we get a really tense several long seconds it was i don't know how long it was but it was one of those things that actually felt probably way longer than it actually was yeah. because it was just the sounds of him trying to find this flashlight and when he turns the flashlight back on it's these really creepy cave paintings. i like this this is another yeah. part that i really liked in this movie Same. at least i think what i like best about this movie is 
I see the, so much potential in the mythology. Whenever we're getting any of that stuff, I'm like, oh, yes, I am compelled. I want to know more about this. And I wish we had actually gotten more of this because I feel like that's what separates this from something like Sweetheart. Yeah. It would take it out of the realm of comparing the two if we had really gone into this mythology a little bit deeper. Just because that's, I mean, but that's a personal preference that I, I just like that. Yeah, well, and I also wanted to know the origin of this. And is it a demon? Is it a god? Is it something that was summoned? Is it something, is it a monster? Is it actually like a monster monster? I wanted a little bit more. And you know me, normally we're on opposite sides of this. Yeah. But you want stories and I'm like, I'm okay with not knowing right. where it came from. Mm -hmm. But this is one of those instances where I actually was really intrigued and I really wanted to actually know what's the mythology behind right. it? What's the stories? Where did it come from? Because kind of thing. the three times we sort of engaged with it on a, on a mythology level, those are three of the most compelling, at least visually moments. We have the cave, we have the the part with the, the Polaroids at the beginning. And then when we get to the explanation, there is a, a shot of a piece of fabric that yeah. is truly chilling to look at. And I'm like, yes, give me, I want this. I'm interested in this. And I, I yeah. get narratively why they're hiding the twist at this point. So mm -hmm. they're not going super far with it. But I just, I feel like the best stuff in this is, is in this. And I want more of it. Especially since, and I know this is jumping ahead, but when Toby meets up with, I think his name is Cameron. Mm -hmm the friend and toby goes off to find madeline and cameron's by himself and he's drawing that same face in the dirt yes so it was like he's seen it too mm -hmm. but you know and so i wanted to know how and why and i understand again i probably would have complained if we had because it feels like it probably would have been done in an explanation dump but that made it even more intriguing to be like cameron's seen this thing too you know it was really really intriguing i think i am also always really drawn to movies where they're introducing a new mythology it feels fresh. Mm -hmm. It feels interesting. There's mystery there. There's a lot of cultural mythology that we know that has been in so many horror movies. You know, there's no mystery in like an American demon movie. Right. Yeah. Whereas I think especially had an opportunity here where it takes place in Southeast Asia. There's probably a, a whole unmined culture where we could get into some really cool mythology. And I feel like this movie touches on it, but it does not go as deep as I would like. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, but again, that's a personal preference. I don't know. I was interested. Yeah. I would have liked to know more. Yeah. So Toby gets, makes it out of the cave and he finds the burned remains of a church and he hears a goat, which is kind of funny because he had asked Maddie, are there horned animals on this island? He was like, why? Like have you seen a goat? <laughs> and then he gets out of the cave and there's a goddamn goat. Yep. So, you know, but the goat is short-lived because Madeline's mother is hunting it. And so she- R.I.P. goat. Bows. Yep bows and arrows it and kills it and he runs off and discovers a jungle hut which he immediately enters and starts exploring but he finds Kay's backpack on the inside and the walkie-talkie so he's trying to contact someone and he kind of gets a response but before he can really do anything about it madeline and her mother come back and he witnesses them having an argument about how you know madeline forgot to close the door to the hut and so and that's how the animals keep getting in and madeline wants to go off on her own but her mom thinks she's not ready and kind of like a weird secluded survivalist but typical mother teenage daughter right. conversation you know where maddie's like i'm old enough to be on my own and her mother's like no you're not and you know this is the moment where i was like baru what <laughs> i suspect something's up here because the conversation 
feels like they're having it can be it's very specific language that can be interpreted multiple ways and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so toby's hiding and that's when he discovers the mask underneath the bed with the with the horns which is a good little jump scare i will give that that this is a very that's a solid jump scare and when you actually get a look at that mask it looks really creepy. It does. If you saw a human person in that mask, that would almost be scarier than an actual demon. Right? Because <laughs> why is that human person putting that on their face? Yeah. It's not because they just are into cosplay. They are into murder. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they were real or not, but they were teeth yeah. on the outside. Like, it was yeah. creepy looking. That was some was, good yeah. prop design. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As Madeline's throwing a fit, Toby kind of pops out of nowhere and grabs her, you know, and she's just very happy to see him. And when I thought it was funny that the mom is calling her name because she's not hearing a response and he's kind of like, answer her. Come on, dude. Yeah. Be better at this. She tells him in much too loud a voice, in my opinion, even though it didn't come to anything, that he needs to go to the beach and she'll meet him there and he should start a fire. So he goes back to the beach and uh, like we said, is is freaking rambo and can just build and whatever and he's spear fishing and you know building booby traps and noisemakers yeah. and shelters and stuff just real good after only spending a day yeah i i love a good montage and it turns out i kind of love a bad one too because <laughs> <laughs> i enjoyed this a little more than i should have i mean it's absurd like you said there's no freaking way he basically does all the things that she did he watched her do it. I mean, I can't even make a recipe that I watched somebody make. <laughs> I'm not making a booby trap and spear fishing and all that jazz. But I still enjoyed it. I can't help it. I just love it. No, I mean, it's still fun. Yeah. It was ridiculous, but it was fun. Sometimes when I have to do something that I don't want to do, I pretend I'm in a movie montage. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm shorting this laundry. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was not true, but it is. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to I don't know how to help you. <sighs> Let's move on. <laughs> anyway. So he falls asleep next to this giant bon- bonfire that he's built and he sees so in the beginning we kind of got a scene where he was looking at his uh what is it? The Swiss Army knife and he finds the magnifying glass tool and he holds it up to the sun and it kind of reflects light. So as he's sitting there watching the sun goes down, he sees on like a further headland that same sort of light reflection and I think he has a realization that that's another one of the kids but he doesn't seem to care right he doesn't really do anything about it i feel it. like just he kind of like, underreacts right. to that if you were stranded on an island and you saw that there was someone that close you'd be like how do i signal back right let's you know, join I mean, I, forces i mean i know he does light that giant ass bonfire shortly after but he just seemed very like mm, they come they come i don't know anyway he gets woken up by maddie who is telling him oh you know she, he's telling her she, he, they're gonna get off the island and she should come with him and all this and he asks her kind of what happened and this is when we get a little bit more of the story where she says she doesn't really remember much because she was really young basically she just remembers her mom covered in blood and telling her not to look and even when we get the little bit of the flashback i never really jumped to oh you know the actual twisty twist Mm. But I did think it was interesting that when it's like she oh, she remembered being protected by her mom or her mom being covered in blood and being like, don't look. And then we get the flashback and she's also kind of covered in blood. Yeah. And I was like, mm, uh-huh. that is interesting because it looks like she's been eating the people. Yeah, that was kind of where I went. Oh, OK. 
Because then yeah. she's also like, I feel like there are monsters around me. I was like, girl, look in a mirror. It's you. <laughs> You're the monster. Jack Hughes. Yep. So the next day, I guess, Toby's wandering around the island and he finds this really old lighthouse that runs on gasoline. And we get a really just... I, like I don't really mind that we kept going back to flashbacks to the dad, but this one bothered me where he's like smelling the gasoline yeah. and he's like, "Oh, that smells like dad," you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't need that. I didn't need that. That was just really cheesy. Yeah. On his way back, he runs into Cameron, one of the other kids that I'd previously mentioned. I'm guessing the was the one with the mirror. I yeah, I'm guessing because he's would have been close enough. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So they meet up and and. <laughs> Toby takes him back to his camp where he feeds him and, you know, and is sitting there sharpening his spear while Cameron ravenously eats fish. And that's when we get that the comment that I also had been feeling for quite some time where Cameron's like, what, you're six days on this island and you're Rambo? Right. It's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He spent one day watching someone do these things and I was like, sharpening the spear. Right. You know, I don't know. Yes. They get into a kind of an argument because Toby says he's not leaving the island without Madeline and Cameron's like, look, let's just get off the island. You know, let's get help and then we'll come back for her. And Toby almost attacks him because he's so mad at the yeah. idea. Yeah, of... I don't, what? I don't get, I don't, I don't know if I buy it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So he tells Cameron to stay by the fire and he's going to go get Madeline. He goes to the house where he is ambushed by uh, Madeline's mother. And they both are like, what did you do with Madeline? And they're like, oh, you know, she's in trouble or whatever. But Toby just takes off. Right. The thing I did like about this chase scene is that every time we see Toby, it's just crashing sounds. And every time we see the mom, it's silent. Yeah. Because it totally makes sense that she would know how to run through the through this jungle silently, whereas he's just stomping his way through right, everything. Right, right. Good point. Yeah. So it was a good, I thought it was a good detail to, it was interesting and I, I noticed it. But she does also uh, set off a booby trap and gets impaled. Ugh. And as she's dying, tells him the story about how she and her husband were, you know, missionaries who brought Madeline as a little girl to this island. And, you know, the natives were trying to tell them about something that they were appeasing with sacrifices and to keep it at bay, kind of, to keep it contained. And they didn't understand that. And it was looking for a host, which uh, turns out is Madeline, yes. who turned into a tiny demon child and killed everyone <laughs> except for her mom. Right. And that's why, and that's, you know, the significance of the weird numbing berries, because it's the thing that keeps her, keeps it calm at night, I guess, and keeps it from coming out because it doesn't like the light. Mm -hmm. So it comes out at night, but the berries keep it sleeping, kind of, I don't know. And that's also why she can never leave the island. So simultaneously cameron hears a noise and i understand that a horror movie is not a horror movie without people who make bad decisions right. but inexplicably he's hearing noises and he's like i shall move away from the fire and the light and into the darkness of the jungle yeah where we see the demon madeline's face for the first time mm -hmm. and like we talked about seeing the demon closer up was not necessarily all that impressive well i mean also now i'm realizing a lot of the time when i was saying the demon was super creepy it was the mom in the mask oh you know what i mean that yeah. silhouette that we were super into was the mom in the mask yeah i don't know i'm into the demon silhouette too okay. with like the elongated limbs i guess stuff. that's yeah 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 yeah. i see what you're saying uh-huh okay i'm coming around but like, the whole ending lighthouse scene i was kind of like mm. Yeah. I'm not into that. But the first time we see 
the demon's face pop out of the, yeah. the bushes with the big, huge eyes yeah. was scary. Yeah. That did It's a good jump me. scare for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just later when we're getting a lot of the, you know, longer shots of it that it's kind of like And also uh, the weird thing where it's flickering on and off her face in the light where it's yes. very clearly CGI. Yeah. There's some real bad CGI fire in this movie that we just scooted right past where he makes yeah. the bonfire and I was like, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I I guess probably that island costs a lot of money to rent. Probably. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. CGI fire just is not cutting it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so to, uh, Cameron gets murdered by the demon. Toby returns to his camp just to find blood in the shape of that face thing again. That I liked. I like when he discovers yeah. that face and a blood face. That is cool. Yeah. Because now we know we have it linked to that creepy face in that fabric. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The mythology of it is so, so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And faces showing up where faces are not supposed to be always scares me. Yeah. I, it comes back to this Twilight Zone episode I saw as a kid where there was a face showing up in mirrors and walls and stuff. And it, I don't, I've never watched it again because it scared me so much when I was a kid. I should watch it and it probably is super goofy looking. But there's something about just childhood trauma from that stupid Twilight Zone episode that now anytime a face shows up where it's not supposed to be a face, I'm like, <laughs> do not want, but also want very much because it's creepy. Yep. But this was also the first time that we see the demon in silhouette. And like before we start seeing real details of it, just the silhouette really creeped me out. Like I said, with the elongated limbs yeah. and the bony shoulders. and That's fair. That I thought was a pretty creepy image. And anyway, so Madeline shows up as in her demon form dragging her mom's body. But as she steps into the light, transforms back into herself mm -hmm. and seems to have no, no memory-ish of having been that. And so she asks... Toby, what did you do? Because she found her impaled mother. And he, on the fly, lies and says that he did it for them, which apparently is a huge turn-on, I guess, because she's into it. Yeah. And jumps in, and they start making out. And he's trying to get the baby. I did think it was funny when she first starts kissing him, and he's just horrified. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because not only is she a demon creature, but also she's covered in blood, and now all that blood is on his mouth. And that's disgusting <laughs> yeah and then That's when she gross. starts growling when they're making out i was like Ooh. yeah i actually thought this was really cool when they're making out and he's trying to reach for the berries and he realizes every time he reaches his shadow falls on her and that cuts off the light and she starts turning back into the demon so he's kind of doing the back and forth like uh, uh. <laughs> yeah yeah and at the last minute when he realizes he can't reach him and she's turned full demon he just knocks her the fuck out and <laughs> squishes berries in her mouth and ties her up and heads for that he does a lighthouse. very poor job of tying her up yeah right <laughs> i was like i just watched you make so many booby traps and you had no business knowing how to make booby traps and now you can't tie a person up yeah it looked like a four-year-old tying someone up mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah bless his heart yeah. He runs back to Madeline in her mom's house and gets that can of gasoline that he saw. He And he fills up the lighthouse. Or, yeah, the lighthouse light or whatever. Get more. We get more nostalgia stuff. But he cranks it and it starts working. As he's walking back down the stairs, it 
And I, I did like that the stairs collapsed, not just for the plot reasons, right. but because the, when he first discovers it and, he walk, and he's walking up them and he was really careful. Mm-hmm. I liked that detail, not because I thought it was foreshadowing, but because for real, that's like a decade old, probably, you know, in, yeah. in humid weather that nobody's been taking care of. Yeah, you know, it's rusty as hell. Yeah, yeah. So that collapses under him, but it's okay because he's got the uh, the lighthouse going. Except as he's down in the bottom of the lighthouse, the door slams shut mm-hmm. and it gets real, real dark. And then we get fight scene between him and Madeline, yeah. Demon Madeline. You know, lots of fight scene stuff happens. I thought for a moment that I was going to have to go on another rant about how we need to retire the using a shard of glass as a knife. I thought thing. of you too. I was like, we canceled this. Why is this happening? Yeah, right? We, t- we said this was over. Yes. <laughs> but then I was pleasantly surprised when he instead uses it to reflect light on her face just long enough to turn her eyes back into Madeline so that he can knock her over and make it to the door. He sets the room on fire from spilled gasoline. He gets a moment where they kind of just stare at each other across the fire before he closes she the door. She looks so, and... at him so betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm, I mean, I'm not sure if she has any sort of knowledge that of what was, she turns into. I was going to ask you, because I, I couldn't tell either. I kind of feel like she must know. I feel like maybe it's some sort of repressed yeah. thing. She knows, but she doesn't want to know, so she... It, you know pushes it down right but really truly on some level she does know uh-huh. kind of thing because she genuinely seems to not know that this happens to her earlier but in this moment it seemed very much like oh he knows that i turn into this thing yeah. kind of you know so i don't know if it's just a real repressed i don't know yeah eh. i couldn't figure it out either i don't i don't know if the movie knows yeah i mean in the end i think she it's clear she knows right but i don't know yeah leading up to this i have no idea so there's actually like a rescue boat coming to the island so toby swims out into the water to try to get to the rescue boat i don't judge him for turning back and looking at the island only because at that point you have to wait for the boat to come to you because if you swim up on that boat and it's moving it will kill you right so you have to let you have to be where you are in one spot so that the boat can decide where it needs to be in order to get to Fair. you. And if you're going to look back at the mo- at the, the island, look back at the island. You know, whatever. So it wasn't... Normally, I judge characters in horror movies who are trying to escape a horror, and then they stop to look back. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, nah, bitch, just keep going. But for him, it was, no, this is a safety thing. You have to wait for the boat to come to you, or you're going to get chopped up. Mm-hmm. But while he's waiting, Madeline appears in the water. And then our very last scene is where we see that it's... Madeline is the survivor they pulled out of the water and not Toby. Yeah. And she still has the demon in her. R.I.P. Tobes. The end. The end. All right. So what did you think? You know, I went into this expecting it to be really bad. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that it wasn't awful, I can't tell if I genuinely liked it or if I just was really pleasantly surprised. Right. But one of those things is how I feel <laughs> okay. about it. Yes. I know you were trying to be indigenous. It still stands. It's, yeah. its record is still unbeaten. You're yep. gonna have to try harder. You got close with Mermaid Down, but I know, but that one pulled it out. That man. one was just so weird, though, that yep. it couldn't quite reach Indigenous. So that one still stands as our our greatest bad movie. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I I did not have low expectations. I had no expectations. So maybe that's why I'm a little harsher on it. There were things about it I liked quite a bit. Like I said, the mythology that it touched on was pretty great and there were a few really genuinely chilling visual moments and a couple of solid jump scares so it's not bad but i don't know i don't know that it 
I think part of what I'm struggling with is that throughout the movie, we have all of these flashbacks to the dad. And I don't know that we ever get anywhere with them. I was trying to think about what this movie is ultimately about. And I think it's survivor's guilt because he didn't go outside and his father got murdered and, you know, he lived and he's now a survivor on this island. And then he meets this girl who seemingly at first also lost her father, but now we know he she, she was the perpetrator in his murder. So I don't I, I feel like there is um some loose thematic strings that just like never come together. That yeah. was hard for me. Well uh, and I feel like the dad stuff was trying to make us be emotionally tied to Toby's emotional journey, but it didn't No work that way so then it was just sort of like okay I get and it. we keep going back to these kind of this like i said feel movies or these scenes that feel like they're in a totally different movie yeah. and are kind of corny like with the starting of the car and stuff i don't know i don't know i'm of two minds i think that if someone were to watch this i'd be like yeah sure give it a watch yeah it's like a light recommend 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 that's the <laughs> end of your recommendations you're done yeah, that's all you get. <laughs> recommend and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would recommend it, but I, I'm not bummed that I saw it. And I think there, like I said, there's some interesting ideas here. And the movie looks really great. It does, yeah. It's a pretty movie, at the very least. I kind of wish it was a little more gruesome. When I saw that he had done Maniac, I was expecting a little... And also, I, like I said, I just rewatched Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. So... I think uh, I was let down by the gore. So I don't know. I feel yeah. I feel like eh, it was okay. It was okay. I think I think you're right. I think I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but if someone told me they were going to watch Prey, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Okay. I'd be like, I have questions. So you go watch it. And yeah. then I'd be like, so what did you think all the dad stuff was about? <laughs> <laughs> did she know she was a demon? I have questions. I have questions. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't discourage anyone from seeing yeah. it. If someone was like, oh, you seen anything good lately? I would say, well, I've seen something lately. Right. So, yeah. So, that was praying. Any other thoughts? Not really. Okay. I mean, I was honestly impressed by some of the scary stuff because mm-hmm. it was just actually startling. Actually creepy. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It, I'm not, I don't hate that I saw it. I'm glad that I saw yeah. it. But again, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it with raving. No. Like, oh, you should really watch this movie. But I'm glad we watched it. And like I said, we're going to have to try a little harder to beat Indigenous. It's out there. That movie is out there. There is a movie out there that will beat it. We have not found it yet. I know. And I mean, this one honestly didn't even come that close to Indigenous. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen in my life, but it definitely didn't come to Indigenous. (laughs) Like, near Indigenous. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, cool. So now, if you were going to watch this a third time, what would you pair with it? Okay, controversial. Uh oh. Pina coladas. Oh. Because of coconuts. Yes. Right? That's the coconut yeah, one? Yeah, correct. And I would drink it if it was the only thing available. <laughs> but I don't so much love me a coconut. <laughs> I don't hate a coconut, but it's not my favorite. Fair. That is a perfect choice pina coladas <laughs> for everyone also i kind of want a pina colada now because i actually really like them <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. 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 Okay. So we don't have any listener feedback this episode, but for those of you who watch the movie and have some thoughts or there's a movie you think we should watch or whatever the case may be, you can reach us at Rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can head over to the Zombie Girls Facebook page and send us a message there. We'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a review on iTunes. All right. So that just leaves what we're going to pick for the next episode. And I have two selections, but I think I have made my final decision based on our conversation earlier in the show, but I'll give you one chance to opt one way or the other. One of them is a movie that is horror comedy and it's supposed to be pretty good. The other one is found footage and is more divisive. Oh man. Both of those things sound like things I want to be a part of. Right. I mean, we'll uh, probably we'll do them both at some point, but which one do you want to do first? I'm kind of feeling horror comedy. Oh, I thought you were going to go found footage for sure. I know. I know. My heart, my heart was like, what are you doing? But, you know, maybe this is the new era where we just take chances. <laughs> okay. That, that's the chance takey is the survival or is the, the found footage. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's the more divisive uh-huh. one. Oof. So if you want to take a chance, I would go that way. If you just want to laugh, we could go the other way. All right, let's take a chance. Let's do the found okay, footage. I'll save the other one for later then. Because it's okay. something that I really do actually want to watch. So we will watch it. Okay, so this is one I tell you I hang out on the horror subreddit. And someone mm-hmm. was like, I just watched this movie. I thought it was really creepy. Has anybody else seen that? And some of the people were like, it was so scary. My wife had to leave the room. Other people were like, no, too cheesy. I didn't like it. So. Ooh, okay. Those are extreme. Exactly. Too. That's not even just, oh, some people liked it and some people didn't. Those are some extremely opposing opinions. Right. So then I was like, okay, wait, let me learn more about this. And so I, I put it into the Reddit to see what other people, and all the conversations were like that. People who were like, oh, that movie was amazing. And other people who were just like, I, you know, whatever. So. Ooh, okay, okay. Okay. So it's a movie called Survive the Hollow Shoals. Have you ever Ooh, heard of this? No. Okay, so it's uh-uh. on Prime. Okay. Which I, 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 more and more I'm discovering that's where we're finding our weird roll the dice movies. <laughs> I know. Prime. I think it's because we focused so much on Netflix for so yeah. long that we've kind of exhausted our hidden gem mm-hmm. potential there. Yeah. And so we just had to move to a new diamond mine. Yeah, well, let's see. This might be coal. It might be a diamond. We'll see. But here's the, uh, the description. <laughs> Zack sets out into the wilderness of the Georgia Shoals to prove his survival skills for at least 60 days. Before too long, finding clean water and sufficient scavenged food are the least of his worries when disturbing noises and events disturb his lonely challenge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. And the picture is of a kind of scruffy looking bearded gentleman looking very scared inside a tent. Okay. Hang on. I'm looking it up. Okay. I haven't watched a trailer or anything because I want to go in cold, cold, cold. But I think it's kind of like low budgety found footage in the wilderness, which felt like a you and me kind of movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And if there's a found footage that you haven't seen and it turns out to be good, I will have felt like I struck double gold. That's yeah, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's already an accomplishment to find a found footage that I haven't seen in the first place. Right. But. Oh, and it, it's, again, it's right on that cusp, that three-star cusp. That's what I'm like, saying. This is either going to be good or it's going to be bad, but it could be anything. And that's the thing is the people who like it are just so excited about it. Okay. I'm excited about this But now. it could also be absolute trash. 
Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So like keep those expectations low. But I, I'm but totally I taking love... a page out of your book. I would never have picked this. This is evidence that you have had an effect on me. Cause I'm like, you know what? This looks fucking weird. It could be trash. I'm picking it. Well, and you know, I picked the divide. Yeah. Which is totally a Rachel movie. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh my god. It's happening. Freaky Friday. Oh, we are recording on Fridays now too. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> and i mean it's to be fair i think the last found footage i picked was she walks the woods and this is which was uh also not uh, also had its had its moments but you know i feel like as i get away from that movie the more fondly i remember it okay okay good because the same thing is happening you too? to me and i couldn't explain <laughs> it yeah I, I was thinking about the creepy noises she makes in the woods i was like god that had the creepiest noises in it Right, and when we first see her kind of stumble walking yeah. through the woods and the camera they leave. Yeah, right? Okay, so, like, the further I distance myself from actually watching the movie, the more I'm like, that was a creepy-ass movie. It's, <laughs> like, isn't that weird? Why. Movies I think I really like as I get away from it, I'm like, you know what? It was kind of forgettable, ultimately. And then movies <laughs> I kind of felt vanilla or unresolved around, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of warming up to that weirdo movie. Yeah, some movies, oh, there was one... One that we did for the show where we watched it. I watched it and then we had to push recording and so I watched it again closer to. But it was one of those times where the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, God, I can't believe I picked this movie. And then as I watched it more and more, I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. But now I can't remember what it was. Isn't that weird how that happens? Yeah, it was like the first time I watched. I don't even understand because it's not even like why I wasn't really paying attention the first time and then I paid attention later. It was just the more... I often, the more times I, oh, oh, it was, they look like people. Oh, yeah. I mean, cause that one, yeah, I could see how that could happen. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was like, uh oh. And then as we kept, I kept watching it, I watched it three or four times before I we actually got movie. to it. And then by the time we got to recording, I'm, I'm in love with that movie. Yeah. So I don't know what it was. Maybe I just couldn't take in all the information yeah. the first time or something. And it took me a few times to fully understand what was happening. Or I don't know what I it was. I don't know. Sometimes but... things just have to percolate a little bit. Yeah. You kind of got to live with them for a little bit. Or, and as in the case with She Walks the Woods, some things need to get a little hazy. Yeah. Maybe if I watched it again, I would be like, nope, I was right. But in my <laughs> mem- in my memory, I feel warmer towards it. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like you start to finally remember an ex and you're like oh. no, but i only remember the good times yeah i might be rose-colored glassing but except for that you feel the same way anyway so all right so for the next episode everybody watch survive the hollow shoals on prime and we will be talking about it then for those of you who are patreons who are sticking around after the outtakes we have our very first extended episode. This is super exciting. We, of course, in typical Stream Queens fashion, 10 minutes before we're supposed to record, I'm like, hey, what are we going to do for this extended episode? <laughs> and what we came up with, since this is the first, also the first episode of the year, we would do kind of a year in review, but with just you, Mars, because obviously we have the Zombie Girls, where we break down the top 10 horror movies of the year according to, you know, kind of collaboratively with the cast. But the one person, you know, who we don't get to hear from, I guess also DJ, but, you know, whatever, we don't talk about horror movies. So, but the one person we didn't get to hear from was you. So I was like, this is our opportunity to get the top 10 according to Mars. So that's what we're going to do for the first extended episode. Mars, take us out. 
Alright everybody, thanks for coming back. I'm not sorry for Prey, and uh, watch Survive the Hollow Shells on Amazon Prime, and we'll catch you next time. Bye everybody! Bye!